Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Thursday, February 8th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey to ESPN and SEC Network's Paul Feinbaum on the issues facing college sports, you just look at the last 24 hours. You have an announcement among three media entities about a new streaming service, you have the situation at Dartmouth, you have other court filings. You have this decision about the temporary restraining order not being granted in the particular matter involving the Tennessee and Virginia attorneys general. That used to be like six months worth of news in college sports. That's all compressed into 24 hours and that's just the cycle we work on. That's why I tend to think if we look at the big scheme of things from an NCAA level and focus on trying to have the right set of oversight, make adjustments around outcomes of court cases, deal with the litigation that is already in front of us, that's the proper focus. I think that the pursuit of some of these particular cases through the enforcement process distracts us from solving the big problems. I at least have an understanding of why people pursue these issues, it hasn't made it awkward for me. I get to have direct conversations with a variety of constituents every day. U.S. Senator Chris Murphy from Connecticut and Representative Alma Adams from North Carolina have reintroduced a bill that includes provisions designed to strengthen Title IX public reporting requirements for schools. USA Today's Steve Berkowitz noting, per summary from Murphy's office, the bill will help weed out reporting tricks by programs to skirt non-discrimination laws and make it easier for athletes and stakeholders to evaluate persisting gaps in athletic programs or use publicly available data in their claims against schools. More from Arizona interim AD Mike Kendrea, who addressed the possibility of cutting sports during yesterday's presser by saying, the escalation of football and men's basketball have caused us to take a look at everything else and that the average is what 17 sports in the Big 12. I'm hoping that we don't get to that point for a lot of different reasons. But I can't say that that's not going to be something that will be looked at. I don't think cutting sports is the answer to the problems that we have right now. You have to look at Title IX, there are a lot of different things that go into this. Just because 17 is the number in the Big 12 does not necessarily mean that that's the right number at the University of Arizona. Kendrea also noted UA is not the only school facing headwinds, we've done a lot of the right things. But I think now we've put the brakes on and said, wait. Moving forward, what do we need to do to make this thing work? That's the information piece that I don't have everything in front of me right now. But I promise you that we have very talented people here that have a passion for this place, that are going to make this place better. I go back to telling them all, let's make it 1% better every day and we'll crawl out of this. North Dakota AD Bill Chaves worries the attention being paid to the issues dominating college sports headlines is coming at the expense of March Madness. The brackets have become a cultural phenomenon with the first week full of David vs. Goliath storylines with the second and third weeks traditionally focused on the sports blue bloods. We, in the industry, all get that, we all understand it and we all accept it. What I do not want to accept is that the issues that we are dealing with today, mainly at the highest level of college football, will impact a cultural phenomenon that our country loves and cherishes. Chaves acknowledges that, we, at those other schools, namely, those in Division 1 but not FBS, understand why the conversation is so focused on FBS, but for the layperson not working in this every day or an elected official that is working on other and potentially greater issues, what they should grasp is that first weekend of March Madness is at immense risk. Chaves points out that the machinations to form a European Super League in soccer were thwarted in large part by the fans of the very clubs trying to create it. They did so in order to protect the FA Cup, which includes every team at every level in professional English football. 
March Madness is the closest thing that Americans have to that competition, and it is worth protecting and preserving. On Threes Pete Nakos observes there has been something of a reset in the NIL market, a sentiment shared by Florida football head coach Billy Napier, who noted, I think each cycle, the market changes, if that makes sense. I think we've seen an evolution. We're talking about drastic change every six months since I've been the coach here if that makes sense. It took us a little bit of time there to get in position but I don't know that there's a number. I think that number grows every six months. Meanwhile, an SEC player personnel staffer tells Nakos, what I feel like, it's kind of been a shift from, at first it was the recruiting front because the incoming guys caught the first wave. They were the ones to be able to capitalize on the era when everyone was trying to figure out what was going on. It seems to me there's been a shift from the early stage to the retained portion. More people are seeing it's about maintaining your roster and keeping your guys another year, rather than the young fellas who aren't a proven commodity. An SEC collective operator adds, kind of the law of unintended consequences, because of the portal, coaches now aren't as dependent on high school recruiting. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Thursday, February 8th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.